Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the podcast, 15 of Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison, and today we're jumping into another Monday Motivation, Motivation Mondays. I'm your host, Tito. Let's go ahead and get into it. So today, for some motivation or maybe it's just something that someone out there needs to hear, um, I want to talk about the value and the cost of action versus inaction, right? So a lot of times um, there are just people out there that have, God, just so many great ideas, so many stories that need to be heard, so many um, ways of doing things that people need to know about, right? Um, and a lot of times we, we, uh, we discount that, right? Or we go, man, I have this great idea, but there's always a but, right? And the, the buts are okay because the buts make you think about um, what it would take or what you need to do to get something out on a bigger level or get it out to people so that they know about it, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? There's work behind it. So much like anything and everything else, great things do not come from a place of comfort, right? Um, If you want to get your voice heard, right? And let's just break it down to something simple. You're in a park and you stand up on a table and you want to let everyone know that you love your significant other, right? Well, if you stand up there and say it the same way I'm talking right now, If someone's sitting right next to you, they're going to hear it. Now, if you yell it, right, more people are going to hear it naturally, right? But the more you do that, the more it's going to strain your vocal cords, your voice might be uh, hoarse, or your voice might even go out, right? And so you might go, well, I'm not going to yell because, geez, that'd be stupid. I'm going to lose my voice. But if you really want everyone to know, isn't that something you'd be willing to lose your voice for a little bit to make sure that everyone knows it? That's a simple way of looking at it. Now, here's the other piece. Now we add a component. Your significant other says that you're unwilling to do stuff like that, that they don't believe that you really care about them because... Push come to shove, you hide how you feel and only share it with them. So now there's some value, right? So you might not take action because of the pain it's going to put you in and the the position it will put you in afterwards. But which is worth more? The inaction that leaves you in the same position with your significant other to where maybe they leave you because they just don't believe that you really care about them. Or... Is it the value in the action you decided to take, which was, I'm going to protect my vocal cords, right? In protecting your vocal cords for the day, how does that affect the days to come? Okay, simple example. Very simple. Now let's start looking at other examples. I'm going to talk about back in my uh, 
quote-unquote backsliding days, right? Not bad, actually. I was in school. I wasn't doing too much of anything illegal, but aside from smoking weed every once in a while. Um, but I'll never forget, and this, I'm not knocking my boy Sean. Uh, he was my roommate, literally my roommate. I had a bunch of roommates, but Sean and I shared a room, and we literally had the equivalent of a prison cell as far as space. Um, but we only paid $150 each in rent. Because the room was 300 so we paid 150 Anyway, Sean always wore baseball caps, right? Always wore them. And they always looked brand new. And I mean, he wore them. He sweated them and everything, right? And I'll never forget. I was like, dude, how do you keep your hats all looking brand new? And he's like, ah, oh, see, the secret is in how you clean them, right? So what Sean would do is he would put his baseball caps in the dishwasher, And he had the settings down for the dishwasher and everything. And then he even got to a point where he rigged up this stuff with hangers to keep the bill nice and crisp in the way he liked it and everything, right? Very innovative, right? Now, I'm not really knocking Sean because he never said, like, I want to turn this into a business. But lo and behold, uh, I technically didn't see it until I got out of prison. So it was a while later, but I know it came out well before that. Somebody made a little cage, had it mass produced, and basically sold, you know, I don't know how many. I'm going to say tens of thousands, but it's probably more in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of these things to people so that they could wash their hats like in the dishwasher. And I thought to myself, that was my boy, my roommate, Sean's idea. Now, I'm not saying he should have went and got a trademark or anything. But he could have took it to someone and said, like, I got this great idea. Like, I'm not the only person who likes to wear hats. Like, and he could have had someone put some extra spin on it. And that could have been him. He'd probably be a millionaire right now. My point is this. He came up with something that helped him with something that he dealt with, which is he didn't want to have to buy a new, you know, $20 hat every other week because his got dirty and then lost her form or color or whatever, right? So he came up with an idea. If he his inaction costs him a lot more than his action, right? But the thing is, is we always look at our action or inaction being the cheap way of doing something. What I'm trying to stress to you guys is um, let's let's go bigger picture, right? Those were two very simple examples and examples that technically nobody really lost too much. Well, the first person would have lost. Potentially their significant other, but let's look at something else. Um, you're a, everyone says you're a great cook, right? And maybe you have your signature dish, you know, maybe it's fried chicken, maybe it's uh, blueberry pies, whatever, right? But maybe you make a few things really good. Maybe you got a lot of Southern cooking recipes that just people are like, dang, I would pay for this. And then maybe someone even tells you, why don't you market these? Why don't you try and say, oh, no, it's too much work. And then I'd have to cook a whole bunch and blah, blah, blah. But you do it kind of anyway. And even worse, you might be doing it for free. So what if you said, you know what? People love my my apple and my cherry pie. People absolutely love my fried chicken and my mac and cheese. Well, boom. You have a freaking menu right there, right? 
you got fried chicken, mac and cheese, and your choice of two different kinds of pie for dessert. Boom. You can either bundle those, like you get a serving of each. You know what I mean? You get to pick one or the other on the pies. You're going to plate them up and you're going to sell them for whatever, seven bucks a plate, 10 bucks a plate, you know, depending on the portions and everything, right? Um, quality over quantity, remember that. But um, then you're like, yeah, but who's going to buy from you? Well, you don't have to start big. Develop a following on Instagram, on Facebook, your friends, your, your the people you already have on somewhere like Facebook. And even if you don't have a Facebook, I'm sure you have a friend who loves your food that is on Facebook that has 200, 300, 500, 1,000 freaking friends, right? And they push that out. They You give them a few free plates and they put testimonials like, oh my God, you need to come eat this. Before you know it, you're doing cooking, say, on Saturdays because you work Monday through Friday. You got a regular nine to five, right? But Saturdays, you are now dedicating to your potential dream, right? Turning it into a goal, into something that is attainable, right? So now you're pumping out, let's just say, 50 to 100 plates every Saturday. Jeez, now you're having to figure out how many ingredients to buy and how much and which is a better seller, the blueberry or or the apple or the cherry pie or whatever, right? And you're having to go around it. Maybe you're throwing in some, some curveballs. Hey, I got chocolate chip cookies this weekend, you know, whatever. And people are literally waiting to see what's coming out. Next thing you know, my kitchen ain't big enough. I need extra freezers. I need extra refrigerators. And now maybe you're renting space in someone's commercial kitchen before you know it you got a business you got an online business you're sending stuff with freaking dry ice to different states and you're a multi-millionaire based on something you were just doing for the hell of it right and then you end up selling the recipe the product the business for five million dollars ten million dollars right and there's your legacy. There's your your everything, right? And now you move on to the next thing. Or you don't do anything with it. People keep telling you how good your product is, yet you do nothing with it. What is the cost of that inaction in the bigger picture? Not to mention when we're talking about things like this, what we're really talking about is where that positions you with your ability to be happy, right? And um, I say this a lot in, in a lot of my podcasts. Money doesn't buy you happiness. I, I've been very foolish over my career. Um, as in, you know, going from making $8 an hour up to $60 an hour. I've, I've adjusted my lifestyle to it versus... If I just kept, all right, maybe not stayed at living at an $8 an hour lifestyle, but at a $20 or $25 an hour lifestyle, all the rest of that money would have been banked, which was stupid. And then I could have used that money as seed money to do just about anything I want. If I want to do real estate, I could have did it, you know, so many things. So I've advised people on that a lot of times too. Never up your lifestyle just because you got a dollar raise, a $5 raise, a $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 raise. Don't change your lifestyle. Live in the same means. Bank your money and then start. The ultimate goal is your money is somewhere making you money. You know, whether it be real estate, whether it be stocks, whatever. But your money should be making you money. 
always, 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 always. And 2% interest, which is high, in a bank account ain't making you money. You want more than that. Stock market averages 7 to 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 12% every year, regardless, right? So if you're going to leave your money somewhere and collect interest and or dividends, best if you get stocks that give you dividends and you end up getting the increase on what they're worth. So I would definitely advise that. Disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor, but I've done decent for myself. Anyway, moving on. So once again, value of action versus inaction, right? Same thing, even not on a monetary level. Say um, you go to, whether it's a bar, whether it's a library, whether it's a park, a dog park, whatever, and there's someone of interest to you, right? Someone you're attracted to, and you you keep telling yourself, oh, they would never talk to me, oh, they wouldn't be interested in me, so you don't do anything, right? What value do you get out of that? Worst case scenario, they don't, they're, they're not interested in you, but then you know it. So there's value in that, knowing that, hey, I at least tried. The other thing is, maybe you find out, eh, they look nice, but they're really not the kind of person I would want to be with intimately, romantically, right? But maybe they make a really good friend and introduce you to someone that you are romantically attracted to, right? So once again, value of action versus inaction. Inaction, yes, on on the front value of it costs you nothing. So it makes it an easy option, right? But when you look at the long-term value of an action, more often than not, it 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 totally blows the value of doing something else, right? So here's the other thing. Let's say you make $50,000 a year, okay? Switch that number with whatever you really make. Now, with what you make, whatever that is, 20000 50000 100000 whatever it is, you make that every year. Maybe you put a little bit in the bank or you invest a little bit of it. And maybe the rest you look at and go, you know what? I really could put a lot more in the bank or invest a lot more. The reality is I like to go out and eat lunch three out of five days a week. I like to go out and eat dinner every day on the weekends and sometimes during the week. So there's a lot of other areas where you could live on less, right? But maybe you got some promotions or some pay increases over the years and you just started splurging with that money instead of doing something productive with it. Needless to say, let's just say 50K a year is what you need, quote unquote, to live, right? Um, and I hate to say it, it's not because if every you lost everything, you're going to just start making do with a lot less. But anyway, so that's where you're at. But you really don't like your job. You don't like your situation at all. You hate your boss or you just hate what your job does. Some people love their boss and they just hate what the job is, whether it's what you physically and mentally have to do or maybe it's what the actual company or the agency does. Right. Um, I worked in a business where. um we were kind of like the the third option of getting um, credit to buy things, right? And I hated it because we charged a ton of interest. And even if you pay everything off in 90 days, you were paying like a 20% bump uh, to be able to have that, that credit given to you when no one else would give it to you, right? I hated it. 
I hated it. It was really good money for me. And there was plenty of opportunity to grow and make even more money and stock options and all this craziness. I hated the job. I, I absolutely loathed it. And even when I tried to spin it and, and do everything that I was being told by leadership to make it sound like we were doing a good thing, like I couldn't get behind it. I didn't believe in it, right? So I ran from that job, like ran away. Anyway, um, but my point is, say you don't like your job, right? And maybe you don't have a lot of money or you have a little bit of money. Say, say you need your 50K to live good every year. Let's just say you got, you know, like 10% of your, your annual salary saved up, which I'm just going to tell you guys, rule of thumb is you want to have a minimum of six months of your pay saved up. You need to be able to live for six months because the higher up you get in, in pay and everything and jobs and titles, the longer it takes to get another job in the same bracket right same title same pay and everything so if you don't have that money saved up it's going to be a pain in the ass and you'll end up having to take something less right needless to say back to the subject let's just say you got five grand which in theory you could live probably if you stretch two months off of that you know maybe with some unemployment and some other stuff right you know whatever it may be so you think to yourself you know what I've been really good at whatever. Let's just make something up. Um, I I got a little side hustle I've done a few times. People love it. I make candles, right? Let's just say candles. And it costs me, and I please no one ding me on this. I'm making this stuff up right now. Let's just say to get materials to make 30 candles or 50 candles, uh, it costs me 20 bucks, right? Rough number. Um, and I sell each candle easily for $2 a pop. What if I spent $50 to make 50 candles? I make way better candles, right? And I charge $10 a candle because I already got people that'll buy them all day at, you know, the $2 or whatever it is, right? Now I'm going to make better ones in glass cases instead of cheap whatever you were using before, right? I'm going to put a logo on it, the whole nine. Man, but what if it, no, I need my 50K a year and there's, you know, and you just totally sell yourself off on, it won't work. It will not work. That doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. I need to stay safe. Now, I'm not telling you guys to all go out and quit your jobs and chase your dreams, but, how much of that could you start doing on weekends and everything else while you work your full-time job and kind of get that, like like I said, on the, on the pies and the fried chicken one, same thing. You're hustling hard. You're doubling down on Saturdays and Sundays. Yes, you're going to lose some time. You won't be able to go watch the game or go do your yoga class or go have drinks necessarily. You'll have to sacrifice some of that stuff. But what if you double down on your candle business and you're putting it out on Facebook, you're putting it out on Instagram, you're putting it out on TikTok, you're putting it everywhere. You're telling people, hey, if you find people to buy 10 candles, I'll give you two for free, you know? And then it's like, well, what if I just buy 10 candles? Well, I'll give you two for free. Boom. Now, you you know, 
And then you're asking people for testimonials and take a picture, do a video, like blah, 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 blah. I do custom candles. They're $15. You know, I'll mix the colors and everything. But now you, you're doing something you love, something you enjoy. And then you get to a point where maybe you're hiring your significant other or, or your, your kid you're outsourcing, right? And, and you're doing it within the house. So now you have tax write-offs, right? Like there's just so many things. But what if you do nothing with it? And you just keep going to work. And you justify it by the action I took was to maintain what I needed to live, which made more sense. But you don't look at the value of the inaction, which is if you had done the other and you started and you and after whatever, maybe three to six months, you're getting enough orders on candles that maybe you can sell them to Bed Bath & Beyond or, um, hell, I can't even think of the other places, but these other places that do the candles and all this other stuff, right? Um, God, why can't I think of the name of it? I just can't. Anyway, um, and then maybe you end up selling your business to like, what are they, the Yankee New York Candles, whatever it is, because they see you're getting a market share of their market and they just assume buy you out and they'll continue making your candles, but they'll make the money off of it. And maybe they buy you out for a million bucks and now you use that million bucks to go do whatever else you want, right? And yeah, I'm, I'm someone that needs to listen to my own advice. So anyone who wants to hire me for speaking, I am fully available because that's where I'm putting my feet out for right now. Anyway. I love you all. I hope you got a little bit of value out of this. Remember, there is a very big cost to inaction. We don't like to think about it because when we do, it's hard to justify not taking action, which is the problem. I believe in you. I love you. I respect you. Your ideas are not stupid. They're only stupid to people that don't want to understand them. I hope you're safe. Hope your family's safe. Y'all have a great week.